0: Thank you for listening to the Convergence House of Prayer podcast. Please enjoy this message by Pastor Greg Seamus. Did I ever tell you what I did at a water baptism? I haven't told you today, right? So I'm waiting for my wife, so this is a little cameo, you know, like joke time. But this is actually more of a testimony. So I was up in Eugene, Oregon. We were there for five years in Eugene. And so God gave us grace for five years, and then he lifted it. I'm kidding. I know there's Northwest people here. Sorry. And so uh, we, uh, I, so it was a big, you know, we, anyway, there was water baptism, and I was the associate pastor, and so we did water baptism, and, and I did not, I did not, man, I did not think of the word candidates. Because that's what you officially call them, candidates. So you say, you know, our first candidate is so-and-so, and and they come into the tank. So we had actually, the tank was in the back and was built into the stage, and I called them contestants. (laughs) So I I said, and our first contestant is, and, you know, I I went through 10 of of them, you know, and I'm in my 30s, right, so... All the, all the like old timers, you know, they're just kind of like going like this and they're talking, how cute, right? Uh, and, and I went through all nine or ten of them and I came back and I said to Wendy, like, hey, how did I baptism go? Because I was kind of proud. And she goes, they're not contestants. <laughs> they're, they're candidates. You know, and they had those, we had pews, man. So I just slouched right in my pew and just like almost melted into the floor when that took place. So. Hi. Hi how are you? Good. So glad you just did double duty today. You're so amazing. Isn't she amazing? She is. So she's so amazing. She says she's done right now, see? Oh, right. She's getting her Well, so good to be back home. We're just we thought we thought today would be kind of a casual day. And uh, but the message isn't casual, but uh, the 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 hanging out, you know? thing is. And so, uh-oh, did it already do something I shouldn't have done? So, is it up on the screen? Her, and her Germany. You guys see it? So, yeah, that's my wife getting violent again. So, oh, she's got her water. So, that was my water.
1: It was ugly.
0: Oh, it was ugly. That's why she threw it down there. How many are married to one of those? They're married to one of those. All right. So, don't you dare raise your hand. Okay. So, uh, so good to be home, and uh, I just want to say uh, thank you to Pastor At Gina and uh, Andrew, and they filled the pulpit while we were gone. You guys give him a, give him a hand. We are actually eating dinner in Loom, Norway. You ever say Loom? You actually say Loom. That's how you do it. So let's try that Loom. Lum Norway, and we were having dinner there, and the service came on because we are Norway is nine hours ahead, and so uh, so we had the it was great. I'm streaming in Ljum, uh Norway our our C-hop service, which is totally awesome, and I'm seeing Andrew shooting arrows in the in the church, you know, and how many guys were there when for that? Meeting? Yeah, so it was kind of like, and I'm telling you, even through the phone, because we had to have it on really low because there was other people in the restaurant, you know. So they kept looking around, like, is there another voice? Is it the Holy Spirit or whatever? And all I hear was just, you know, like the arrow hitting the target, you know? It's like, man, if I was there, I would. that must have been intense. <coughs> so is that a good message? Yeah. Oh, that was a great message, yeah. So it's 11.49, I have a timer on here. And uh, we just want to go ahead and just talk to you about our trip to Hernhut, Germany. So I have it in a particular order. Just want to let you know, for those who are... New to us, we went. Uh, we had a week-long trip in hut We were actually invited uh, to go and to actually preach the Ecclesia message, which to me was very, very prophetic. Because hut was the birthplace of a prayer movement that lasted over 100, about 150 years, night and day, 24/7 prayer movement. And uh, and for us to actually be invited to preach the message was something very, very special for, for both of us. And to, for, for me personally, I think for Wendy as well, Hernhut Germany is kind of like walking on holy ground. And you know, they, and we can maybe talk a little bit about, you know, about this later, but just to let you know, it was the 290th anniversary of, uh, of actually the foundation or the, the, when Hernhut actually got started. And, and they, the Moravians, right? So the Moravians came from Czechoslovakia. Try everyone say that, che- Czechoslovakia. Uh, now it's Czech Republic, right? So, came from uh, Czechoslovakia, migrated. or actually were brought to Germany uh, to a to a guy who who uh, owned the land. His name was Count Zinzendorf. Now that's just a name you just don't want to give your kids, but it's <laughs> Zinzendorf. All right. So turn to your turn to the person next to his wife, whatever. Say Zinzendorf. Just kind of practice that because Zinzendorf. Right? It's an interesting. Yeah, that was his last name. Is is you know, but you don't want to call your kid Count either. So I don't know what his first name was. So, so. That's a royal name. (laughs) It's a royal name. I know it's royal. Honey, don't correct me in front of everybody. So, (laughs) so anyway, um, we're just playing, you guys. Seriously. (laughs) (laughs) So so it was the uh, actually. (laughs) 290th year of this and actually on August 13th 290 years ago she's still laughing at what I said that's why I chose her because she laughed at my jokes so I love it no, no there's multiple reasons but this is not about marriage we had that talk a while back ago so um, so where was I? So, so August 13th 290 years ago uh, they had an unusual move of the holy spirit which actually brought the people of hernhut together and from that actually launched a launched a prayer movement that lasted over 100 years but more than that it launched the greatest uh, missions movement and so we had the we had the privilege of having all these prophetic intercessors anyone here prophetic intercessor like they're the wild and crazy ones right so we had a group of prophetic intercessors. Someone, only two people wanted to claim that, but I feel like there's a lot more. But yeah. um, We're there, and also we had George Otis there. How many of you guys are familiar with George Otis? Ever heard of him? Do you understand who he is? He's a guy who's who's been studying transformation for uh, ever since 1999. And he's and when we were doing our these 12-hour hops way back in 2004, we were actually grabbing his VHS. Remember those? VHS videos. Uh, and putting him in the DVD player DV, uh, VHS player and and they, so they go and they study these these moves of God all over the world and uh, where not only people are getting saved but actually the land is transforming and so I just remember in 2004 there was a city that was under the uh, move of the Holy Spirit and God was coming in the city and the fruit was twice the size it was. The, uh, you know, the agriculture was impacted by the presence of God. Not only lives are being transformed, families being transformed, but the, but all that was lost is, is being found. In other words, God's impacting the whole region. Well, he's devoted 18 years of his life, the last 18 years of his life doing this. And so it was a, it was a cool marriage between the two um, coming together and more so you have you have these two groups one a prophetic group and another one more of a pragmatic group so more of one more of the left brain reality more of the right brain reality one, you know so you had these two groups and there was a point of i'll talk about this point of contention that took place that we actually god helped us move through uh when we're actually on the trip safe to say that he studied these revivals for so long, he felt like he really needed to be at Hut for such a time as this and to bring his group and to really begin to discern what God is saying uh, to not just Hut, but to the world, to all the nations of the world as we gathered at Hut. What's interesting is two things. One is that um, they have studied, well, first one is that they have they have studied over or documented over 1,000 moves of God over the course of years and years and years, probably hundreds, if not thousands of years. But he said, which was very, very amazing, he said 800 of those moves that are, are now taking place today. So so they studied 200 moves of God leading before uh, 2017, 2016, but there's 800 documented places on the earth right now where God is breaking in. and And that is so encouraging. We're talking about small islands. We're talking about you know, remote places, but, but God is moving. People are getting saved, and we know that, that the measure of God's presence is increasing on the earth, and people are finding the Lord, and lives are being transformed regardless of what the media says. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I'm going to say, I'm gonna, yeah, you go ahead, regardless of what the media says. God, God is moving. God is moving, and I want you guys to be encouraged with that. So so encouraging. You guys just need to say something to let it come out of your mouth. Make a declaration. Say just turn to your neighbor and say, "God is moving with some authority."
1: God is moving.
0: God is moving. So the Lord, the Lord is is doing some some wild and crazy things uh, on the earth right now, and I just want to be a part of it. And I feel like we're on the verge of being a part of it. And I, I just um, you know during well. That's something, that's something for another day, because I had this thought during worship, but I'll maybe, it'll, it might come out just a little bit. So, so I am going to give you guys just some, some fun stuff, and then I want to be able to talk with you, and, and Winnie's going to jump in whenever she jumps in. That's just kind of how it rolls. I lead, she jumps in, usually to correct my, like I missed a number or, or you know, it wasn't that, it was this. Yep. Anyway, so uh, again, we're having fun. So, and I have a I have a keynote presentation. Isn't that neat? Say that's neat. And I hope uh, I hope I spelled these words right. So, <laughs> this is our Hernhut, Germany trip, and and uh, we went. We actually went one day to Prague. Did I spell that right? Yep. Yeah. So, so I didn't even know if I spelled Czech right. Czech Czech Republic. Um, and so we went to Prague a day early. And you know we've been talking a lot about ecclesia. And, I, you know, one thing I was, that just that was really familiar with me was when we're going on to this trip, we went to Old Town. I, the journey there was hilarious. I won't <laughs> even tell you the journey that we were on trying to get to this hotel that was actually the size of a door. So I'm used to hotels having an awning, you know, yeah. and you kind of drive underneath an it. Entrance an entranceway, way, you know. This one had like a green door. So <laughs> we had a great, great, lovely time trying to find it. Which is another story altogether. I think I spoke in tongues a lot at that point. Um, So, but just want to let you. We
1: drove down streets that you're not supposed to drive down. (laughs) Talk it up for adventure. Only you know you're supposed to just walk on them. (laughs) It was really funny. Okay.
0: Yeah, have been in the now, car with us. Yeah. Now
1: it's funny. Now it's yeah. funny. It wasn't funny then.
0: <laughs> I'm like, quit laughing.
1: I'm like, are we gonna fit? <laughs> it's like, ah! <laughs> I don't think we were supposed to drive down there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Honey, people are gonna think we're crazy. Um, so, funny. we want you to take a picture. Of this lets you guys see the churches there. These were actually remember the churches were actually being built. Started being built about. Uh, 350 A.D., and that is when uh, actually Christianity became the national religion, and that's when the word church was actually adopted uh, into the, the uh, language. So remember in Matthew 16:18, when Jesus said, I will build my church, the word church wasn't even in existence. That word didn't come into existence until about 400 A.D., and so he used the word ecclesia, not church. And so, in the beginning part, around 350 AD, they started building these massive, these massive churches, and they're beautiful. Like, the detail of the churches were are amazing, and uh, and but the truth is, we are the church, yes. right? You're the church, I'm the church, and I praise God for the beauty of the and the detail of these buildings. How many of you guys have actually been to Prague? You guys have, and just just wondering. Okay, a couple of people. Okay. Um, so let me just kind of give you just a really fast highlight here. Remember, I, I took this picture because when the when the priests preached, or when the the I guess they were priests, Jesus is always is still on the cross, which I never really liked. But um, and then the other thing too is that they always felt like the word of God was elevated, so they would always elevate pulpits. They would build pulpits high, and as a as a form of like communicating the the value and the greatness of the Word of God but in this season um, I'm trying to remember this is before 1500 that the the Word of God was actually not read by the common man it was actually read by priests and people who had money who we, anyway there was a select few who actually had had the Word of God in their hands and it wasn't until Tyndale came out and wrote the Bible <laughs> translated the Bible uh, from the Greek into the common language that you see. So I can't remember when this actually was built. But the detail um, is absolutely stunning. What they would actually go on top of these ceilings and they would paint these crazy... oh, Oh, I just lost it, huh? Oh, I just lost it. Oh, I lost it. Oh, I lost it. Okay. So I can't pinch it. I wanted to pinch the screen. So... Yeah. Okay. So that's... That's, uh, that's Prague. So then we, we went to uh, Hernhut, Germany, and we got the Count Zinzendorf room.
1: That's his signature.
0: So I felt like that was there was a five in there at least. You know, that's good. And so that's his, that's his now let me tell you, when you go to Germany and you go, to, you don't see king-size beds anymore. So what you see is, this is our room. And you actually have two twin-sized beds pushed together, boxed-frames beds pushed together with Hershey Kisses pillows. (laughs) (laughs) And we actually had the founders of the prayer movement looking at us the whole time in these pictures. you see the picture above our bed? (laughs) <laughs> you see a picture of There's actually the one on the right You can't see because there's, there's a glare But that's actually Count Zinzendorf Looking at Wendy and I <laughs> <laughs> And the guy The guy above our bed Was the traveling carpenter Who convinced Count Zinzendorf To actually let the Moravians come to Come to uh, Hernhut So Hernhut. And and actually it's pronounced Hernhut
1: Hernhut
0: So you guys try Hernhut. that try it. Hernhut Say it again, come on man. Just just go childlike for a moment, you know? Say hernhut. It's right. heren,
1: yeah. Hernhut. Heren,
0: yeah, that's that's how you say it. All right. So that was our sleeping quarters for a whole week. And uh, the pillows did move down, so that was good, because if the pillows stayed like that, it would not be it would not be good. When he's telling me to move along, sorry. Uh, this is this is actually the the building that we had all the meetings in. This is in Hernhut, and it's, uh, it's called Jesus' House. And Jesus' House was actually um, founded, actually built in 17...
1: 1767.
0: 1767. And it was a hospital.
1: factory, and then they oh. sold it to, the ho- to um, a hospital. So it became a hospital, and it was a hospital during the war and everything. And then this ministry group bought it a few years ago. And it's really amazing
0: It's really amazing, yeah so that's Wendy, you guys see Wendy in the picture very amazing so that's that's amazing this right
1: actually there. is um so they renovated the Jesus house, which used to be the hospital, which used to be a anyway so it was built in um, seventeen sixty seven and Count Zinzendorf actually asked the owner who well the person the man who built this um building to come to Hernhut, Hernhut to um, take over the, the market like the one store in the town and so it expanded and they sold textiles and materials and made them and all this wonderful stuff well so it was built in like I said 1767 and when they renovated they um, took wood the beams and whatnot that was um, you know that they were knocking down walls or whatever and there's a sculptor a gut. well I, I guess it's not sculpting it's car, yeah, carving Taking so a yeah too. so they're in, involved in, in the house of prayer there he carves and there's actually life size like size one like as tall and big as him but I couldn't get it on the plane no.
0: you got I me could, on the plane but you couldn't get it. I couldn't afford it either yeah.
1: but so, because the Moravians were called the Hidden Seed, and so this is his like his work, and um so he does these uh, out of the wood that is left over, and once the wood is gone, it's gone, then you know how old's the wood? he's done was well, from seventeen sixty seven It was actually, yeah, the beams that were from there, and so that's our our piece, and it's really cool because it's you can't really see it, but after you could. He's, he, they're numbered, and he signed them. And he has a log, um, a record of where every one of his, his um, carvings are. And it's really cool because Bethel actually has one, and so does Kansas City. And so do we. So, like, yay.
0: That got an ovation. <clears throat>
1: so that's my prop for today.
0: Wow. <clears throat> they were the hidden seed because they were they went underground for a number of years before they went to Hernhut, Hernhut. and so they, when they were when they were when they were forced underground because of the persecution then they became recognized as the hidden seed and so that's kind of the history there so uh, this is Hernhut, and uh, we're actually standing on the tower which we don't have a picture of um did you check your- but I did I- I did, I checked my iPad.
1: We took a picture, it got lost. Got lost. Sad.
0: Um, So this was the meeting room. So if you were on Facebook, I did post this. And uh, this guy here with his hands raised up, he's actually from Germany. So we had 26 nations of the world that were represented there uh, from all over South Korea, India, uh, Czechoslovakia, Romania, Poland, uh, United States. A number, of, so you okay. see some people here. So they're, they're, uh, they're everywhere. So <clears throat> this was actually the Moravian church. We don't have a picture of the outside, but this is actually this has been here for years and years and years and years. They renovated it, and we had a gal who has actually given us an education on the, uh, the Moravians. And so just got to remember that that if you're familiar with IHOP KC, this is where they got virtually all their inspiration for the 24/7 prayer house. Was in Hernhut, Germany. So Mike Bickel and the whole crew, they pulled so much out of out of Hernhut and the Moravians. Hernhut. Yeah, Hernhut. Uh, and so they actually started the the House of Prayer movement in 1999. As this this right here is the foundation. So I'm sure Mike and a lot of guys have been in Hernhut. Uh, so here's our The
1: coolest thing on that is it's all white because
0: I can't go back. Um, huh?
1: Zinsendorf said like. That he wanted it all white because the people were the decorations. Isn't that cool? I loved that.
0: So this is uh, Count Zinzendorf, and and that's a picture of him. And this this was an actual slideshow. So just kind of giving you guys an idea of what he did, and just kind of just kind of get a picture. They have something there called um, God's Acre, and God's Acre is a is a mortuary. No.
1: Cemetery. Cemetery,
0: sorry. It's a cemetery. No. Still, on, still on jet lag. So I knew when I was saying it was wrong. So uh, it was a cemetery, and it has all the, uh, all so many, many, many of the influential people through the years that uh, that were part of and Hoot, And so... Um,
1: and in that day, women sat on one side of the... Sanctuary and men sat on the other. We should get back. to And it's very interesting, because in right, so the same goes in the cemetery. Men were were buried on the right or the left, if you're looking at it, and all the women were on this on the right. Go ahead.
0: Yes, okay. I think
1: that's interesting.
0: So that is very interesting. So they had they have it was a uh, long time ago. They have these elevated uh, tombstones or crates things. <laughs> anyway, so there's like six of them. This is Count is indoors.
1: His family
0: was So his family was in the
1: center and then oops, big like that.
0: And then there's engravings on there. So that's been around for a very very long time. Um, <laughs> here we are in the meeting. And that's the worship team. the The keyboard player is actually from IHOPKC, and she's one of the worship leaders, so she came. and And we had some people from uh, Korea here, a bunch of different uh, countries. Mm-hmm. This is George Otis. I'm gonna move fast through here. So George Otis is uh, the founder of the Sentinel Group. is the transformation guy. It's the guy that has all he does all the research, and he's given us a report on how many revivals are breaking out all over the world. And uh, so he's sharing with us what's going on. Then they had these focus groups where they would bring all these people in the room and they would have uh, a guy who's actually typing out the answers and one guy's leading the discussion. What they wanted to do is they wanted to ask diagnostic questions about why God isn't moving in the West. A number of, a number of questions that they were researching to see what the input was, feeling like the Lord's really gonna speak um, and this is the more strategic side of our trip to Hernhut, at Hernhut. So uh, I'll never get it right, but I'll try. So, um, so that was like virtually each morning. Here's the uh, prayer room. That They have a prayer room uh, at Jesus' house, this actually is a house of prayer, and so there's a keyboard player right there. I don't have the panoramic, but if you went all the way to the right, you would, Wendy's going to be there, right? So when he's gonna be there and of course I'm taking the picture, right? So I'm there and and you know, it's really interesting. We appreciate the program that the Lord's given us here. You saw those pipes? Those pipes are actually go to bathrooms. So can you appreciate what we have here? Okay. So you get this So you hear things water. But that's but what it I actually, would say. Oh, it whoa. sounded like a rain right.
1: stick. I liked it. I was like, wow, this is really good. It fits. It works. <laughs> you know, the rain stick. Works for me.
0: Yeah, I, it was great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to show this slide here because what happened was, and I won't go into detail, but it was Tuesday night. and. What's interesting is that there was conflict in Hernhut, like in 1720-something, and there was so much conflict, they came up with what they called a brotherly ing- agreement, and they signed it in order to have community or to have covenant. This is this is a long time ago. This is, what, three or 400 years ago. And so what happened was, in this meeting, we had the people who are pragmatic who wanted to to really hit these questions. And you had the prophetic intercessors who were saying, We're in we're in Hohut, Germany. Like let's get in our face and pray. Like let's just seek God and let's see what He has to say. Let's not let's not talk about what let's we not think. Just talk about let's it. talk about what God's saying, right? And so you have, amen. Come on, man. So so what happened was, uh, how do I I just want to really just brush by it because I just want to make a point. The the leadership, the main leader of the pragmatic group, felt like that was being disobedient, and so out of nowhere on a Tuesday night when he was preaching, he said, "You know, we have people who don't want to answer the questions, and and we're a house divided." And so that sent that freaked everybody out in the room, and so what you see here is everyone's praying. This is after, he he speaks for 20 minutes, we're a house divided, and we are, we are, and he just walks away from the pulpit, leaving it empty. And so, I don't know if you guys know Fred and Sue, Rao, they are precious, precious people. Like, these guys are amazing. So he gets up, and he has to, he has to do something. He had no idea the message was being, was going to be delivered, and, and so he, he just says, we all need to pray. And so I just want to let you know that, that, that in, the, in the, the seeking God in Hernhut, there was actually a bit of uh, strife or, or, let's say, misunderstanding, and God healed that. Mm-hmm. And there was a coming together in leadership, and the Lord healed that. And I felt like that was a, that was a prophetic, an actual prophetic, e- prophetic event that actually shows us that when you're in, you're in the midst of revival, there will be contention. Mm-hmm. But we have to be committed to each other and committed to the move. Yeah. The move of God, right? Yeah. And so you're going to have different people with different opinions, but that's okay if we're committed to each other, yeah. right? And we love each other and we're in covenant that yeah. we move through it. So I think that that's what they did and I think it was beautiful. Uh, here we are with a group of people from South Korea. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's actually... Um, there's a group here that actually has a has a ministry, a house of prayer in Turkey, which is getting more and more uh, difficult to get into the country. And so, um, these guys here are from India. There was a group of people that came from India, and they're precious brothers. And and um, so we had a chance to connect with them. I'll move really fast through this one here. There is me preaching Ecclesia, uh-huh. yeah. and. There's Wendy, telling everybody to calm down. God's moving. <laughs> calm down. I have a word from the Lord right now. I just want to give you guys. So here's a brother from, uh, from India, and he, uh, he has a, a just a great ministry there. Um, Here is... Uh, this guy on the left is really tearing it up, and I think it's Auckland, Germany. Germany. I think I got that right. And they just had a they just had a conference there that they had ten thousand people at, and and in a predominantly very very like uh, non-Christian environment, uh, God is really really moving. And I met him actually in Kansas City, and I met him in Cyprus. So it's really interesting how the Lord's bringing our ministries together. And so I can't remember his name though. Great. And this is a this is a blurry picture. Uh, This guy is from South Africa. Johan, Johan, is it Johan? And um, he, I'll tell you in a minute, kind of what's going on. Uh, These guys are from Manila, uh, Philippines. So they've been here. Yeah, they've been here. They've been here. We had a number of people like, oh yeah, we've been to Convergence. Oh yeah, we've been to Convergence. I'm like, what are you talking about? So, so these guys have been to Convergence. And so we met them, and again friends
1: of Sheila. I don't know where Sheila is. Is Sheila
0: here? She's traveling. traveling. Okay. Uh, These guys on the left, uh, another blurry picture. Uh, Wendy's just really happy. (laughs) (laughs) So these guys on the left are uh, (laughs) these guys on the left are from IHOP KC, and so they're the worship leaders. And Gina knows them. Pastorette, Gina knows them. He's Egyptian. Uh, this gal right here has actually interpreted for Bill Johnson uh, when he went to South Korea. So she is one of their main interpreters for Bill, for Heidi Baker, for a number of people that actually go to South Korea and minister. And so obviously, you know, she's from South Korea and she's just a precious lady. She's, she's great. She has the peace sign. Like, I, I don't know what that is. A, I, anyway, uh, these guys are the house of prayer in Turkey and they have a ministry group there, so they're Korean as well. And this is a picture of us. uh, My hair is going to 100 miles an hour somewhere else. And so this is actually overlooking Hernan. This is actually a prayer tower that they have there, which we had pictures taken, but we don't. And so this is where they get up and they pray over the city. Uh, Let me just tell you briefly, just quickly, our trip to Norway. And I just want to focus on the church side of it. So every, these are old churches, um, but they all have graveyards. And I don't want our churches to have graveyards in front of them.
1: Your ecclesias?
0: I don't want the ecclesia to have graveyards in front of them. And so, I, you know, Wendy thought it was, like, really cool because, you know, it's historic and it's like, I know there's reasons for it. I'm saying, honey, when I come to a church, I don't want to see graveyards. That's a sign of death to me, and you know, and I want to see life, you know. And uh, so, but I understand the history behind it, so I just I don't want to disrespect the history. But this is actually in Ljum, uh Norway. So uh, there's a th- all of these. Uh, I think there's I can't I can't remember the name of the church style. Store store something stoves. Anyway. There's, like, 29 left, but these are all, like, um, many of them Many of them have these graveyards, uh, actually, in front of them. We actually went into one of them that was built in the 1100s, and, um, and the Vikings met there, you know? Not the Minnesota Vikings. Well, I know football season's starting. I just want to make sure that we're getting... And so they, they all meet there, and... Uh, and then we had a number of pictures. But again, this is the, the kind of the intric- intricacies of the 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 way they did things. And then they were very very small, and everyone stood up because the services were so short and, in terms of time. And then when the Reformation hit, they actually widened the uh, the building because the services got chairs. longer. Isn't that interesting. That's why your eyes are in chairs today because <laughs> the services are rather not that long. Come on, they go fast.
1: Reformation. <laughs> then, yeah.
0: So in Norway, this is actually a church.
1: Well, ruins inside.
0: And you'll notice that there's ruins inside. And they actually built a glass covering over the top of it and over these ruins, and they actually have a church in here. So I didn't get the picture on the other side because I don't know where it's at. But if you look at it, you'll see... Uh, a bunch of chairs in the middle of the ruins with two Bose speakers, you know, so they have church in here. And so I didn't know what it was. I thought it was some kind of like, why are they putting a roof over these like antique, you know, these like (laughs) earthly (laughs) relic things, you know? And it was like someone, but the locals told me like, this is, no, it's actually a church. And so, yeah, I don't know. That's in somewhere in Norway. So let me just give you guys some summary thoughts. All right. I just wanted to give you guys the pictures. Were the pictures cool? All right, we're having family time, so if you're visiting with us, man, just just you're 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 just totally welcome to be part of what we're doing. All right. So first of all, I want to talk about the prophetic side. I'm going to let Wendy talk about that because uh, there was some real cool prophetic stuff that we want to we want to let you guys in on.
1: Well, the first day when we got to Hernhut. Um, It was raining, and there was thunderstorms, and we got into our room, Count Zinzendorf room, and we were just kind of like resting before everything started, and we saw this burst of light, and then Greg's like, oh, hold on, this is because it felt really close, and it was such a loud burst of thunder that it shook the whole... I mean, we were... It it was intense. It shook the whole place we were at, and kind of like... Whoa, that's kind of cool, you know. God's speaking in the in nature. I'm like, All right, we're listening. And so, I, I thought it was you know, it, it was a big deal. But then, when we found out, when we went to the service that night from the locals, they were saying, This we've never felt anything like that before. And I'm like, Oh he
0: really is speaking,
1: <laughs> you know? So I'm like, yeah! <laughs> so I'm like, all right, you got my attention. There's so, a verse for that, though. <clears throat> okay,
0: you, gotta, you, gotta you make get it, the you, verse. You got to make this legal, yeah. right?
1: So it's interesting because the last three times that we've met with Fred and Sue in their meetings, um, one was actually here. They met, and on my way to C-Hop, um, uh Mission Peak. Ev- the sky was clear; it was blue, and then there was just this thin, this cloud over the mountain. There was not another cloud in the sky. I have a picture, but we didn't. So I was like, "What? What is this?" So, it you know, we went to the scripture about and Moses and how you know when God's presence is there, it covered the mountain. So I'm like, "Oh, hey, you guys, I think God's saying something." And then when we went to Bakersfield. It was during the drought, and when we left, it rain started. And so then, when we were in Hernhut, thunder shook the house. So, so he's Acts gonna give you a scripture. four thirty one.
0: <laughs> after they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God boldly.
1: Yay! And that's what they did. So also in the first, some confirmation things happened that first meeting, um, somebody from Oregon brought up this uh, wood stake and he brought it up to find a place in Hut to, you know, put into the ground. And I'm like, oh, we just gave all of you, I mean, they weren't these what he brought was pretty intense. It was big. I'm like, can I buy one of those? Anyway, um, so I was kind of like, all right, you got my attention, Lord. This is this is really cool. And then that night we had communion, and guess what? They handed out after communion oil, anointing oil. So in that packet we gave you the, you know, the wood, the Ecclesia steak, the and then the, the and then the oil so I was like this is so cool and then the next night during worship Sue got up and she was in the mic and she's like runners God's looking for runners he's looking for runners where are the runners he's asking where are the runners and I'm like "Oh, okay this is cool and I I mean so we're all like I looked to see if I had tennis
0: shoes on I
1: didn't (laughs) So this is significant because I um so when I got got to our room, I opened up my email and I'm trying to keep it like clean, because way back I had like two thousand or something. And I just said, marked them as red and started over, and so I'm, I'm doing better anyway. So the Lord knows. I mean, well, I've asked Him if there's an email from like. Elijah list or charisma. If I'm supposed to read it, that the the entry line, what is that? That subject line is going to pop out at me, you know, or one of you will forward it to me, you know? I'm like, okay, Lord, I just trust you because I can't keep up with it all. I just can't. And so I get back to our room and I open my email and the subject line that pops out says, apostolic runners will bring the prophetic full circle, receiving the Lord's fresh oil in this season of shaking. <laughs> I'm <Wow>. like, what? <laughs> anyway, so <Wow. laughs> basically it got my attention. Yeah. And um, the, the email is about a vision that the guy had, and it was of two armies, and it was the enemy's army and and the Lord's army, but they weren't at battle. And so he was just kind of like watching, and all of a sudden, he sees a runner coming out from the enemy's camp, and then the next thing he knew, he was like in, you know, like on the front line, and the runner comes up to him and hands him an old piece of paper that's rolled up that's sealed, and he's like, who are you and what did you just give me? And the man, he, he was young, a young guy, like a millennial, but from ancient time. So do you, does that make sense? So it wasn't like a now millennial, but it was a young person, but he could tell that it was from the way in the past. And the guy looked at him and he said, I am an apostolic runner. And I have been running through the enemy's camp to bring the words of the prophetic from days gone by so that they might be brought back to life. I'm like, oh, Jesus. And here we are in her nut, you know? And I'm just like, okay, okay, this is, this is really good. And so he's like the, the, um, that the words still have life on them. And there's still things yet to be fulfilled, and he's waiting. He's just been running through, and to find somebody to give it to that will, you know, like bring it back to life, that will believe and will partner with heaven. And so that was like really exciting for me, and um, and I shared it. That's why that picture of me with my hands up, anyway. So I just want to tell. Of us that there's there's things still yet to come, that have been declared that the Lord has prophesied, even back in the 1700s that still carry life on them that are waiting for us to partner with and to say yes to take hold of. So, and he's um, in the dream. He said the runner looked at me and said the Lord is using apostolic runners to bring the prophetic full circle, to see the seals broken, and you will see the fulfillment of his glory. So then I just, now in the article, the person, you know, and who knows, I don't know if this is, you know, will happen, but he's like, so somebody's going to come from the, you know, from the enemy's camp. And I just, when I read it, I remembered that old song, I went to the enemy's camp. And I took back what he stole from me. Because there's things that have been in dormant and, you know, like, you know, people have said, no, that's never going to happen. So then it just kind of like, it dies. But it's like the seed, right? The seed has to die in the ground before it can live. So let's just get some water and put it on the seed. And let's see that, that grow. So.
0: Yeah. Amen. So I just feel like we need to do a little prophetic act and just go. Let's take back what the Lord, what the enemy stole from us, and let's bring it back in, all right? Okay. Let's do that again, ready? Let's take it and Ooh. we would just receive everything that God has for us. Amen. All right. <clears throat> These are just a couple of things, some some thoughts. Number one, prayer is essential. And you know, one of the things that was documented, this this came from the pragmatic side. Every revival, the thousand, you know, moves of God everyone is was that's been documented, prayer is in the middle. Prayer is essential. And so in our discovery, whether it's in Hernhut or, sorry, but Hernhut or whether it's, whether it's in, you know, the revival in Pensacola, whether it's the revival in Toronto, whether it's those more current ones, but even Azusa Street, whatever, that prayer is the essential piece to actually see those revivals take Take off now. Why? Why? That sounds very like uh, elementary. But the truth is, is that we reach for all the other things, and we pray less. So we want the book on how to, you know, we want the book on how to take, you know, the ten steps leading to revival. And so they didn't have books like that. They just sought the Lord, right? They're on the face. They're on their face seeking God for their city, and for their region. And so. I just want to, you know, that was kind of reiterated again, that it's this is all about a prayer movement that the Lord is bringing, and you got to gain air supremacy before you send the ground troops in, and that's what prayer does. Prayer gains, gives us the air, the air supremacy. We we attack the airwaves, right in the spirit, and so that we get the breakthrough, so we can send the troops in, and so intercession is 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 vital and it's is huge for us, and so. Uh, that was confirmed. The other thing that was confirmed is that the ecclesia is global. Mm-hmm. What was very surprising to me is that after I preached the message, uh, it was so funny. There was just one woman who was I talked to afterwards. She said, "You know, when you came up, this is over a meal, right? So when you came up, you were just kind of like making, just you know, laughing and having a good time." And I was thinking, "Oh man, you know, I got you know, a guy like who's this jokester?" That's what she said. Then she goes, but wow! It's like, about that loud. Like, but wow! I thought the whole cafeteria was going to like, you know. So, but seriously, when we preached the message, um, I I had people from India come up to me and say, we need this in India. I had people from South Korea say, we need this in South Korea. I had people from Turkey say, we need this from Turkey. I I had so many people come up and say, our nation needs to hear this. The church, the church needs to hear it from my country, and so we were. They were, you know, they were saying, "Please come to Turkey in October. Please come to the Manila Philippines in November. Please come to, please come to South Africa. You know, please come to." So, so, and they were like, "I'm like in October. What are you guys? What are you guys talking about? You know, next year? You kidding? That's like in two months. You know, how are we gonna?" But. But, the, and it's not about Greg or Wendy or anything like that, it's, it's what the Lord's anointing. And, and so I thought maybe that the, the Ecclesia message, though I know is fully scriptural, and I, I felt like, is this a message for the West? Like the Western church, is this a message for the West? And so after we ministered that word, we discovered that this message just, is just not for the West. This message is actually meeting a need globally, internationally, and so we don't know what's going to what the result is. But they were they were seriously they were. Where, do you have resources? Do you have a book? Do you have something on your website? Do you have your te- do you have teaching? Do you have something we can get a hold of so we can actually bring this into our country? And so, uh, so you guys, what we're what we're doing here, and. And, you know, really, I have this at the end, but I am so grateful for every one of you guys because you you guys are all risk-takers, you know? You guys are apostolic in nature. You guys, we're breaking ground that hasn't really been broken before. And I have, you know, like, we're just kind of pinching ourselves and saying, we've got a bunch of radical people that want to do this, you know, and they want to, you know, we're pressing into some of these unknown, uncharted waters that the Holy Spirit's moving us into, and we're trying to figure it out as we go, and we're all doing it together. And that's what, so that's the adventure I love, the adventure of not just doing something different, but doing what we feel like the Holy Spirit's saying, and at the same time, releasing that word to 26 nations, and then getting that kind of response from these nations, saying that we need this in our country, we need this in our churches, and to me, that is such a such a stamp on like I, what I felt in Matthew 16 and what Jesus actually really said. And so I don't know how this is going to actually pan out. You know, like I don't know how this is all going to look. What's it, what it's going to look like? But I just trust the Lord with the rest of it. Does that makes sense. Um, commitment is vital. So prayer is essential. The ecclesia. Is did I go to the next one? Yeah. So and then I can't go back. Um, I'm not going back. So don't touch it because it'll just go all over the place. So um, and then and then and then commitment is vital. And revival um, equals presence, right? It's the presence of God coming in, getting closer and closer, the barrier thinning out, thinning out, thinning out, and earth and heaven are almost touching. And that's what intercession does, intercession and, and teaching the word of God and bringing the word of God into your workplace and all the things that we're asking everyone to jump in and do to, with us, we're actually seeing, we don't know, I don't know how, the, I don't know the barrier in the Bay Area, you know? But every time we like witness to somebody, every single time we open up the word of God around in our workplace, every time we're praying and we're, we're speaking in tongues and we're, I, I see the, the barrier getting thinner and thinner Here's heaven and here's earth, right? I just see it decreasing and decreasing and decreasing, the presence of God coming and coming. And at some point, you know, there, there is a suddenly. But suddenlies happen intentionally. Suddenly's just don't happen suddenly, there's investment in the suddenly. Acts 2 didn't have the suddenly that we see in Acts chapter 2 was built on investment. Jesus spent 3 years with his disciples. There was an investment made into those disciples that actually led to a suddenly. So we want so if we don't understand that, we want the suddenly without the investment. We want the, we want the suddenly without the the commitment. Right? So so what we have to do is we have to like get real. And if we really want to see heaven opened up into the Bay Area, then it's going to, that suddenly, that that kind of a breakthrough is going to take commitment, prayer, you know, all those kinds of things. And so so really revival equals commitment. Can we say, just someone say amen to that? All right. So the other thing is that we recognize that covenant is greater than commitment community, sorry. And so people talk about community, 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 but I think what we need to be talking about is covenant because that's what, you know, what does testament mean? Covenant. So you have the old covenant and you have the new covenant. You have the Old Testament, New Testament, old covenant, new covenant. That's an agreement that God had with man and then there's the old agreement and there's the new one. So covenant is very, very close to God's heart and it's and i think it's the it's the platform that we actually see revival take off on when we're in covenant with each other and that cuz you know people have community here they have community there community this community that but when we talk about covenant that's something deeper that's more spiritual that's more biblical i'll, I'll just use that word all right so we have revival equals presence right revival equals commitment co- covenant and community um so whether you have covenant or community, neither works without commitment. And that's the one thing that really stood out to me, is that we have to be committed to each other, and we have to be, well, first of all, we have to be committed to God. We need to be committed to one another, and we need to be committed to the journey. Right? And so, and, so, and there's a whole thing, there's a whole tidal wave the Lord is, <laughs> is downloading to me personally around this whole idea of commitment and revival. And so we live in a culture that is, they talk about, the, you know, they're less and less committed, but everybody's committed to something. When you think of it, everyone's committed to something. And so it's not so much the commitment, it's the value of it. Right? So this is this is something that I feel like the Lord is, is speaking to me about and And, you know, I didn't didn't want the room to get quiet suddenly. It's just an observation. So whether you're in Hernhut and you're there and they have this 150-year prayer movement, that just doesn't happen without commitment. Right? I mean, you you can't have, every revival has a Moravian imprint in it. Every one of them. Azusa Street has a Moravian imprint. You know, uh, Pensacola, uh, Toronto, all the current ones, they all have a Moravian imprint. There's something that happened with these, with these 200 people is where it started. With 200 people, we have more in this room than they had in Hernhut in 1727. And from t- those 286 of those were children. So they had 134 adults, 86 kids, and the impact of that movement is still being felt today. Isn't that incredible? But it's so encouraging because with the Lord, it doesn't require a lot. It just requires covenant. Mm -hmm. It requires commitment, Mm -hmm. requires prayer. It requires moving out. It requires doing the things that the word of God says. Oh, man. Amen. I got to get an amen from you guys. You guys. All right. So we have to move from revelation to activation. And so as the Lord releases the revelation, let's just say it's the Ecclesia revelation, like all these countries, what's, what's happening is that we want, to, we want to begin to move into activation and application. So what does that actually look like? What is that, what is that, how does that work tomorrow? How does that work in my home? How's, so we're working together on the application of the revelation, right? So, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to, we're trying to help we're trying to figure that out as we're moving along and we're like we're we're doing very very well. You guys could say amen to that, right? Amen. Doing really well and the Lord is helping us. So so then we want to be able to release that to other people. Right? So the Lord is apostolically leading us so that we could actually be givers, right? And and just share with them what God's doing here. Right? The other thing that's interesting is that principles govern programs. So let me just kind of, I'm going to jump just a little bit over here. And so we're going to bunny hop, right? So you guys just made the bunny hop from here to here. So what's really, really important for us to understand is that if you look at the example I have here is Acts chapter two. So in Acts chapter two, the scripture says they they met house to house and in the temple courts. So what we do in the American church is that we actually program that. So we say, We have to have ministry house to house and in the temple courts. But they don't, they're not seeing the principle. The principle is that they needed to pray. They needed community. They needed, those were the foundation stones. And in their culture, it was house. That was the best way to achieve that was house to house. The best way to achieve that was in the temple courts. It doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that we don't do that. What I'm looking at is I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking underneath and saying, what is it, especially in an ecclesia movement, what is it, the principles, so that we can apply the principles to our culture? Does that make sense? So that might look a little different, but that's what the Lord is aligning. Is prayer happening? Is community happening? These kinds of things that is covenant being established, and number of signs and wonders and miracles happening. Like the Lord is, you know, it's the saying that it's not so much the, it's not so much the method as it's the message. And so the message is what's important. The methods can change, right? right. And so we see this journey, this perspective as you're sitting in Germany and you're in this small little community that has probably a thousand people total. And you see the impact that this community has made for over 300 15, 17,, three, four, whatever, three or four hundred years, you see this impact. How can that even be possible? Like I want you to think about this for a moment. How can 200 people that God comes down into this region and they've had, they had to work through their personality quirks and all kinds of things, but they were committed. And when, they, when you have a 150 year prayer meeting, Every family took one hour and they were responsible to pray that one hour for 150 years? How does that happen? But the fruit is that every revival has a Moravian imprint. 3,000 missionaries are pushed out from a community of 200. It's the, it's the greatest missions movement ever. Yeah. Mm. I want that to settle in for a moment, because there's application for us. Mm-hmm. And that's not a heavy. I want that to be something that is your, your, we're joyful about. like, yeah. wow, God, yeah. you could use 200 people to, to actually change history. Yeah. <laughs> and you're the God of yesterday, today and the future. Like you don't change. So how do we partner with a God who wants to see his presence and his spirit poured out in our region? It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. But that to me is, is exciting because I know he's ready. He's not like, nope, nope, no, I'm not going to do it. No, he's ready. Jesus didn't go to the cross for God to be hesitant. He didn't have the crown of thorns in his head and the 39 lashes and and sit back and relax. No, he's waiting for his people. There are souls to be saved. There are people who have eternal destinies that are on the brink. So we need revelation to know. We need more revelation from the Holy Spirit. You guys, the prayer movement is just part of a greater movement. I think the ecclesia movement is 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 bigger in scope than I don't even want to call it a movement. It's just what the Bible says. That's what I'm trying to say. This this is what the Bible says, you know. And but we're called to be a house of prayer in 2007, but it's bigger than that. But the Lord is so kind because He only show, He only gave us this part of it. So we can get this part of it done, good. And then like a good dad, he's going to say, oh, there's some more. And he just kind of opens up another cabinet or opens up another room and he says, I want you now to the adventure of stepping in here. Don't lose this, I, I'm going to give you more. So we need, we need revelation to know and we need, we need wisdom to lead. And so I wrote that down last night just thinking about like, because that's my prayer constantly, Lord, give me wisdom, wisdom is practical application. knowledge is just you gain knowledge, but wisdom is actually applying the knowledge. So what we want to do is we want to apply the revelation, like whatever God's giving us and here's what I, and here's what, here's how we think we're all part of the same family and team like man, there are so many people who have so much more anointing than we do. You know, God's given you creativity. God's given you entrepreneurial, It's like just amazing. We're just so, we're always look at each other and say, I I can't believe we're pastoring here. Like there's so many amazing people in this room. And when we sit down and hear your story, we're blown away. And just the the gifts, and you guys, you guys got to all get to know each other, seriously. Get to know each other because you'll be blown away by everyone's story and what God's doing in them and the gifts that they bring to this house. I'm telling you, you guys just, just look at someone next to you that's not your spouse and just say, you're amazing. You can look at your spouse and say, you're amazing too. You're amazing, it's true. So pray for us. If you guys, could, I know you guys keep talking about how amazing you are. That's good. <laughs> it's awesome. So t- tell me again. <clears throat> we have to. We have to get. And this is another small conviction that we have to believe as leaders that people are beyond being saved. Keep them saved. I said this a couple weeks ago. The church is so hard, working so hard to try and keep people saved. Mm. We'll never will never fulfill the Great Commission. Right. So I have to shift my thinking and say, not that not that it was my thinking. I'm just saying that you know hope is such a big word to the body of Christ right now. And that. God is with you is a big word to the body of Christ right now. I want us to retain those, but I want us to go further. Like, let's bring hope to people. Let's give faith to people. And not let's not be preoccupied with our own life, that this is all we, and then we just ignore everybody else because we're trying to get our lives together. No, bring hope to people. Bring faith to people. Bring love to people. We have to start looking and bringing the gospel out to others, right? All right. So two, I have two more slides, and I'm done because I'm looking at that clock, man. So what needs to be done at home? So that's these are the prayer points that I that you guys can be praying for me and Wendy and our team. What needs to be done at home? Like what what what's our next steps as we move forward together? And again, you guys are just radically committed, and I. I love that. I, I can't even tell you. The other thing, I actually have more than. I actually have I know, more I think, than. I think yeah. The what needs to be done abroad. So as other nations of the world are reaching for what the Lord's giving us, how do we how do we minister to them? How do we how do we reach them? How do we how do we support them? How do we encourage them? How do we how do we equip them? So, um, but I do want to say that we're right on track. Now you could turn the, I'm going to keep, it. we are right on track. Amen. We are, we are right on track. And you guys are brave. Because some people just like to be comfortable. I'd never like to be, I mean, I like to be content, but not comfortable. Amen. If that makes sense. I want to be pushing new ground. I just want to, wherever the Lord's going, I just want to go, I don't care how, I don't, I don't care how uncomfortable I get. I just want to. I just want to keep moving forward. So we're right on the right. We're on the right track, guys. That was actually. That was actually proven to me in, in, in Germany. That was that was that was a prophetic yes. And then, and then, thank you for taking the journey with us. Because that's what we're on. We're on a cool journey. And and you guys are all forerunners. You guys are all apostolic. You guys are blazing trails. You might not think so. But just by being connected to our house, you are. You know, you're going to talk to someone, and they're going to say, yeah, church was great today. You might say, well, it's not really the church. It's ecclesia, you know. Or, oh, this was was amazing. This was absolutely stunning to me. This is, I might close with that, because I have no more slides virtually gone. So what was stunning to me is, um, so I, I ministered the ecclesia word, and it was like an I preached for like an hour and twenty minutes. I was... Anyway, okay. anyway, so <laughs> everyone was, but it was, it was it was there was life in the room, you know. Everyone was like, yeah, you know, all this kind of stuff. So the next day, people are up there talking, you know. Leaders are up there talking. It's like they say church and they correct themselves. They say church again, they correct themselves. They say church are going to correct themselves. And I'm like pinching myself. Like, they could totally reject it, you know? And just for all the guests out there, I am not against church, so to speak. We just need to, you need to shoot the DNA of the ecclesia into the into the, the local church. That's what I'm trying to say. So we need to gather. We need to, I, I get all that. So just to let you go, where's Greg going? So. So I get it. I have been in ministry for 32 years in full-time ministry. So, so it's just kind of how God's redefining things. But I just want you to know that it was very, very like remarkable to me for the language, the culture, the language to kind of change. And 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 that's what He's doing. And that's where you're at. And that's where we're at. And so let's stand. I want you. I want to get you guys out of here before 12. Well, before three o'clock. <laughs> You know, I, I tell myself, but we only have one service, you know? We don't have a night service, you know? So I take a little extra time on the, on the Sunday morning to do that. So, um, yeah, man, you know, it's good. It's good. Well, I, I just feel like every believer should be filled with an abundance of joy. I believe every believer should be filled with faith. I believe. I'm going to keep saying this until the amens get so loud. And, and, um, and really, that's the measure, that's the measure that the world's gonna see, and that God is for us and not against us, and that the Lord is preparing something in the Bay Area, and we get to be a part of it. It's not the only thing that the Lord's doing, but we begin to partner with other ministries, other churches, denominations, however the Lord steers us, but I'm telling you, we're on this journey with the Lord that's really fun. It's really fun. It's really fun. Now, can I make a confession? I am an early adopter. You know what that means? That, like, when an iPhone 8 comes out, I want it. I'm an early adopter. All right? But most people aren't early adopters. I think most visionaries are early adopters. I'm not saying that you. But there are people who are gonna wait, I'm gonna wait until the iPhone 10 comes out, then I'll get the eight. <laughs> Those are your late adopters. Or they're gonna say, I'm gonna see, and so, but let me tell you what, you need all of them. So let me tell you, in this room, 80% of the people in this room are what they call maintainers. And so maintainers will kind of see, they'll still kind of watch and see how the th- whole thing kind of pans out and when they start seeing God doing some then they step to the line and they 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 will sustain and support the vision they will be your most faithful and loyal people and so i recognize in the room i don't know what the percentage is in our, in our in our you know in our culture you know maybe it's more maybe it's not but i know when i when i'm speaking and i say things like i don't want to shock anybody and if you know me I'm calculated too, you know, I'm, I think we do a fairly good job in terms of bringing people from, from point A to point B, you know. And so we recognize that there are people who want to run to point A in three, two, 3.2 seconds. And then there are those who are like at point B and they're waiting maybe, you know, four or five minutes to get to A. We recognize that. But we know that the Holy Spirit is anointing what's going on here we know that the Lord is gonna bring it outside the walls here, and at the same time we do life together. Right? And and the Lord is gonna the Lord is gonna release something special in the Bay Area. So many people are talking about it. And so we'll we'll lay that out in the coming weeks. You know, kind of how that all is gonna unfold. So let's take the hand of the person, let's just kind of commit to something. Are we gonna have prayer team? Prayer service? Yeah. So prayer service, you're gonna to need to be ready too ministry teams i still call them prayer servants ministry teams i just want to take a minute and i just want you to pray for the person on your left and your right and i just want you to pray that they would become let me hear this that they would become revival you know what there's no one it's no one else's responsibility to keep my heart in revival that's my responsibility but i believe if that we're all in revival we'll see revival So I just pray that you you pray for the person on your left and right, that the Lord would ignite their hearts for divine strategies, that they'd be men and women of revival, that they would actually be in revival, that their hearts would be alive to God, the hearts would be burning for the presence of God. Just go ahead, just take 30 seconds or so, pray out loud, just don't have it be a quiet prayer. You know, we're in covenant together, we're brothers and sisters and we're, this is the ecclesia, this is how, this is it. We gather and we pray together. So go ahead, pray for the person on your left and right. If you don't know what to pray, just say, God, send more. It's more of your presence, more of your anointing, more of your fire, more of the word of God, more. Just pray for them. Come on, they need your prayers. Even if you don't feel spiritual, release it. That's just a lie from the enemy. Go ahead just pray for a few more moments and then I'll close us in prayer just as So father as the building shook in Hernhut Germany And as we read out of Acts chapter four, verse 30 or 31, I can't quite remember. God, we ask that as we pray, you shake the very foundations of our life. I pray, Lord God, that you would fill us, like the word says, with the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and pray for the person on your left and right. Just ask them, Lord, fill them with the Holy Spirit. You know, that's all they had. They didn't have good books, DVDs, tapes. They had the Holy Spirit. The Ecclesia had the Holy Spirit. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. So we ask, Lord, that you would shake the very foundations of our life. And we ask, God, that you would fill us with an impartation of the Holy Spirit. And I pray God, from that infilling, let it be a fire in our bones. Let us speak the word of God boldly. God, I pray for that you would raise up evangelists and God, pastors and the prophetic. God, that you would raise up teachers and you would raise up, Lord God, I pray that our our tables become pulpits. God, I pray that you would give us divine connections in the workplace god that we would actually begin open open up the lives of others that we could actually give them the word of god god i pray let that let it come let it consume us this afternoon now lord i just pray that we be in covenant with each other Teach us what that word means, that we'd be committed one for another to another. God, that we would speak life and hope and destiny. God, that this place, when they people walk in the doors, it'd be the greatest place where they sense hope, they sense joy. The presence of the Lord would just continue to get closer and closer in measures. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.